It is Sunday, September 23rd, 2012. This is U62 The Targ. Let's do it. As we say in the radio business, if you put that on the radio, people will listen to it. All right, here it comes. Anyone who isn't dead or from another plane of existence would do well to cover their ears right about now. Why, what a little tiny microchip deep inside some electronics. Broadcasting to the world through the miracle of the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, this is U62 The Tar. Now your host, a man with a lifelong dream of getting paid to do this, Mark Pappas. On this week's show, we got hotel sexiness, Titanic myths, and booze at Disneyland. It's our Thanksgiving special, all stuffing, no turkey. So sit back, relax, grab yourself some warm root beer and a towel that's oh so fluffy. U62 the Targ, you're in for something special. Enjoy the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Mark Cap is here, and welcome to this week's episode of the Targ. I am very reluctant to say that I am back uh, because, you know, just looking at my calendar, I'm about to go into another couple of very busy weekends, so it's not like this is going to be regular right out of the gate. But you know what? I have things I want to say, and I'm bored, so that seems like as good a reason as any to sit down and record a podcast. I know, normally I get the podcast going again like September, Labor Day weekend, fresh out of the gate, the new season, but I don't know, it's been so busy. It's been a very busy summer for me in my day job, and now that uh, the fall is here, I just kind of want to lie around and relax. I think I told you back in the spring when I did my uh, season finale that one of my goals was to change the name of the podcast. I kind of kept it top secret because... But I'm sure you can figure out what it is. You know, my website is chaosinabox.com. My Twitter handle is chaosinabox. Uh, My Facebook page is chaosinabox. My blog is chaosinabox.blogspot.com. Gee, I wonder what he's going to change the name of the podcast to. But of course, in order to change the name, I have to produce a whole new imaging package. For those who aren't in the radio biz, the imaging package, that's the intro and the extra and all the goofy little five-second things I play in between. Changing the name means I gotta change all of that. And I just haven't found the time to sit down and do all that. But I want to do a podcast, so I'm doing one. So maybe that'll be the compromise. Maybe the new imaging package will be my side project over the next few months. I'll just do a little bit here and there. And maybe in the new year, January, we can officially launch it under the new title. I kind of like that idea. You'll have to hold my feet to the fire on that one, though, because I'm not so sure I can do it. But yeah, like I said, I felt like coming back because I have a few things to talk about. As you know, I have a very juvenile fascination with sex, and quite a few sex statistics came across my desk not too long ago. Like this one. Porn producer Adam and Eve, they recently did a survey, and they came back with this number. 20% of people admit they've been in a three-way. Okay, to quote the great stand-up comic Richard Lewis, I'd never want to be in a three-way. I have enough enough trouble disappointing one woman. However, Cosmo did the same survey, and they only came back with a number of 10%. So I guess this study fails peer review. But I'm doubting that they do a whole lot of peer review when it comes to sex surveys and stuff like this. And then there was this one. 
They recently did a survey of hotels across the world to find out what the things you most commonly forget in a hotel room are. Number one is the cell phone charger. I'm pretty sure I've read that one many times before. Number two was clothes. And number three, sex toys. Man, oh man, how could someone leave behind such an intimate item in a in a hotel room? That's got to be a very awkward phone call for the hotel staff to make. Uh, yeah, hello? Um, yeah, we were cleaning your room and you left your <laughs> vibrator behind. You know, very awkward, I'm sure. I mean, maybe they left it behind because, what, they just wore it down, didn't have any use for it? You know, they were cleaning out the hotel room and the, what they found left behind was a well-worn copy of Fifty Shades of Grey and a vibrator worn down to a nub. They're just, yep, don't need this anymore. Woo! Sa- sexual satisfaction. Actually, you know, after reading that survey, uh, they went on to elaborate that in the survey, some of the more unusual items that have been left behind in hotel rooms included a wedding dress, a frying pan, and a leg of lamb. Hopefully that wasn't all in the same hotel room because that would have been one weird stay. So after reading that, I had to email a friend of mine. As we all know, after college, we worked our fair share of minimum wage shit jobs. And this one friend of mine, she wound up in hotels for a lot of her minimum wage shit jobs. So I had to ask her, did you ever hear any reports of unusual items left behind? And she came back to me and this is what she said. Surprisingly, no. And I even worked in housekeeping for a while. Our stories were more avoid the naked guy on the 14th floor and a surprisingly large number of people who insist on leaving actual piles of shit, as in actual shit, on beds or floors. Now that's just downright rude, you know? Hey, 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 you know what? This is my last night here at the hotel room, so I'm not going to use the bathroom at all. <laughs> uh, just weird. Makes me feel sorry for my friend. Actually, my friend did something really, really cool for me. Um, Over the summer, she went on vacation to Scotland. You know, Scotland, part of the UK, which was host to the summer 2012 Olympic Games. I'm kind of nuts for the Olympics, and she actually sent me back some Olympic merchandise. I got this really nice Olympic poster and a really nice British railway poster, too. I don't know what I'm going to do with the Olympic poster yet, but I already have the railway poster framed and hanging on my wall. Uh, She says she's got more stuff for me that she's going to mail to me as soon as she finds the time to sit down and write me a letter. So that guarantees right there that I am never going to see it. Don't get me wrong, I'm not, you know, insulting my friend. It's just that, you know, uh, she's currently pursuing her PhD and everything she tells me about her uh, PhD and the studies and everything you got to do to become a doctor, it's just, wow, she probably barely has the time to, you know, wash her face it's just she's that busy so that's okay i forgive her for that but hopefully you know she sits down writes that letter and sends the rest of my stuff sooner rather than later Remember all- 
And now you're doing them with her. Remember all the things that you and I did first? Yo. Remember all the things that you and I did first? And now you're doing them with her. Remember all the things that you and I did first? You got me, got me like this. Cheryl Lloyd, I want you back here on U62 The Targ. Good afternoon, Mark Kappas here with you. Man, I hate that song, but something about its beat and the music is just so infectious. You know, especially the way that Cheryl Lloyd sings, you know. Sometimes, you know, she's a fairly competent singer, and other times, you know, she's like a screechy 13-year-old with a breaking voice and stuff like that. It's even weirder when you watch the music video because the music video has the same kind of disconnect going on. In some scenes, she'll look, you know, like barely 14 years old. Then she'll move her face slightly to the side and the lighting will change and bam, she looks 26. Very, very weird. But so I just had to share the weirdness. Uh, But yeah, speaking of weirdness, you know, one of my favorite shows is Mythbusters, and they do a lot of weird stuff on that show. And it seems like Mythbusters is going to be tackling one of my favorite movies. As you may have heard me uh, talk about on the show in the past, or maybe blog about it, one of my favorite movies is Titanic. One of my completely arbitrary made-up traditions is I watch Titanic every New Year's Day. Titanic had its big 3D re-release back in the spring, and apparently an internet meme popped up over it. As we all know, the end of the movie, there they are floating in the ocean after the Titanic goes down. Jack brings over that piece of wood for Rose to get up on and get out of the freezing North Atlantic waters, and Rose sits there on the wood, safe out of the freezing waters. Jack stays in the water and slowly freezes to death. Well, a lot of people saw the movie when it came out again back in the spring and said, Why doesn't Jack get on the raft too? There's more than enough room for the two of them. And so the meme that went around was two people, they got on the floor, they marked out something that's about the same size as the piece of wood in the film, and they clearly demonstrated, See, enough room for two, enough room for two. Well, that got back to James Cameron, the director of Titanic, and he is freaking pissed off. Apparently, he is getting incredibly annoyed now with people bringing this to his attention. As James Cameron said in a recent interview, it wasn't the size of the wood that kept Jack from getting on. It was the buoyancy of the wood. It wasn't strong enough to hold the two of them. And he thought he kind of proved that by filming the uh, scene about 30 seconds before all that happened where Jack brings over the piece of wood. You might remember Jack tries to climb up on it too, but it kind of flops over and dumps them both back in the water. So as James Cameron said, it wasn't a question of the size of the piece of wood. It was the buoyancy. 
So he's sick of people asking him this question. And as James Cameron concluded that interview, it's gotten back to him through the grapevine that they are actually going to be tackling this one on an episode of Mythbusters. And Cameron said he wants to be on that episode of Mythbusters and help bust this myth once and for all. And you know what? It might actually happen. Because a few days after I saw that interview online, because I follow a lot of the Mythbusters on Twitter, Adam Savage tweeted a photo from their workshop. Your head will explode when you see who visited the shop today, said Mr. Savage. And it was a picture of him and James Cameron. So I can hardly wait to see uh, Mythbusters do a whole episode of Titanic Myths. I hope it's a whole episode of Titanic Myths. That would be awesome. You're listening to Mark Kappas. That young man fills me with hope and some other emotions that are weird and deeply confusing me. On U62, the Targ.
Bridget Mendler, ready or not, here on U62 The Targ. Good afternoon, Mark Cap is here with you. And I watched far too much Disney Channel over the summer, because damn it, that song was stuck in my head darn near all summer long. Miss Mendler, there you see, she's a Disney kid. And like all Disney kids, she's got the complete recording contract on the go and everything. So on the Disney Channel, they show the Disney Kid music videos in between the programs. And that one, pretty much the only music video Family Channel played all summer long. I got to stop watching the Disney Channel or the Family Channel or whatever it's called. That channel that shows all the Disney shows. Speaking of Disney, some very interesting news about Disney came across my desk the other day. For the first time in its 41-year history, the Magic Kingdom down there at Walt Disney World is going to start serving booze. I mean, uh, booze is readily available at many other Disney theme parks, such as Epcot Center. They serve booze. But the Magic Kingdom, the home of everything that is Disney, they have always been a dry zone. So what finally happened to make Disney serve booze in the Magic Kingdom? Beauty and the Beast. They're about to open up a Beauty and the Beast themed restaurant. And since Beauty and the Beast takes place in France, it's going to be nothing but French cuisine. And as a Disney spokesperson said, you go into any restaurant in France and you will find beer and wine on the menu. So just to stick with the uh, French theme, they decided to serve beer and wine. Said that Disney spokesperson, it made more sense to do it than to not do it. So there you go. You'll be able to get sloshed at the Magic Kingdom. Something to keep dad's spirits alive when you're standing in line for three hours for Space Mountain. Something to bring hope back to mom when she's got a small world, after all, stuck in her head for seven hours straight. Something to numb the pain because you've been walking around and standing in line all day long. Something to numb the pain because Goofy just wasn't what you remembered him to be. You can get the proverbial shot of courage before you go make drunken passes at Cinderella. And that's about all the lame jokes that I was able to come up with for that. Well, you know, I'm about all rambled out, so I may as well bring this to an end. As I said, I got another couple of busy weekends coming up, so this is not the start of the show proper, just kind of an appetizer to whet your appetite. So I hope you're nice and hungry. I'll be back in a few weeks with the show proper. I'm Mark Happis. This has been the Targ. I will see you in two weeks. And this brings us to the end of another exciting episode of the Targ. Don't forget you can download a new episode of The Targ every week at chaosinabox.com. The Targ is written and produced by Mark Kappas under the watchful eye of 42 Star Wars action figures. The Targ is a Chaos in a Box production.